sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? Griff here. Another episode of the Beer Engine podcast. Uh, today, uh, I did not know it was going to be done this early. I never knew we would be able to get in here this quick. But uh, today, broadcasting from the brand new Beer Engine Virtual Pub Studios. Brand new. Uh, this place is a dream. This place is the pinnacle of podcasting um, technology. Uh, we have Tony and I both sitting just surrounded by, t- like, like in a like in a radar control room, just surrounded by TVs, monitoring our social media presence, monitoring our channels, uh, our, our levels being expertly mixed by a robot, by a computer, just perfecting our, our sound quality. Um, the internet here, I mean, we are hardwired into just the world, I mean, Biden level internet. I mean, this is the, the president's internet. They're putting this shit in the in the in the white house this is you know five gigs a second this shit's wild man uh and tony also here uh in the virtual pub studio what do you think of this place my dude this is wonderful well it looks remarkably like like my cave you know when i go down the home i i live in my cave (laughs) remarkably Uh, broadcasting porno yep there is a lot of porno on the tvs i don't know uh, you know, there's the one that, that kind of shows our, it's showing my voice, you know, it's showing like the green little line bouncing up and down, which tells us something. And I don't know what, but it's telling me something. I'm, I'm figuring something out. Well, here's and what then, it, the next to it is porno. It's just nothing but nineties porno. Here's what it's telling you. Um, and, and the robot's telling me as well, he needs you to make a gain adjustment on your microphone and turn your gain oh. down. Yes, uh, he's right. He's right. I do need to do that. Oh God. Oh, yeah, I really need to do that actually a lot. There we go. Is that, no, that's worse. That's that, better. There it is. There now it's go. better. Now we're not, now uh, that green, now that green line is not. This is worse and that's better. Uh-huh. <laughs> you son of a bitch. If I was editing this, I would actually uh, ride the fader and, and turn that shit down. But our listeners, they get to experience that as yeah, you clip delightfully. Um, yeah, um, it, it's a marvelous place. This um, this new virtual studio that we've got it allows people to hang out with us if they so choose, and they can join us in the uh, the uh, lively discussions that we have around chicken sandwiches well, actually- and the like. Uh- they actually can't, Tony. I have locked the studio. Uh, the studio is private, and it is in a locked channel, uh, in fact. So uh, the riffraff cannot join us, but they can see us, which I thought was, was much funnier. They can see us here. Uh, I didn't. I actually had to set a special permission so they could see the channel and see us in the channel, but they can't join it, which is pretty good, I think. Um, so if you guys are, are seeing us, hey, just drop, you know, drop us a uh, text. Maybe we'll... Uh, Maybe we'll invite you in. Maybe we'll just come chat with you after we've uh, finished our nonsense here. But no, they cannot. They cannot barge in oh. uh, with their drunken bullshit. It's just our drunken bullshit, actually. So, 
I was going to make the analogy. It's like um, watching the show behind a perspex screen. If you've ever seen a radio show live on location where they build themselves a studio, but the actual better analogy is we've just put an on-air sign out the front of a building, that a virtual building that people can now see when we're recording, and that's about it. Yep, this is sort of like. I mean, they have this in Chicago. I, I'm sure there are things like this in in Melbourne or Sydney, where there's a radio station that has like a street side um, yep. window or whatever. Uh, that's what we're doing. Is we are in the we're in the window. You are you are seeing us. You actually aren't hearing us, which I guess is the one difference. <laughs> You're seeing us. There's a ticker going over my head that says instead of like scores like the ESPN ones do in in Chicago. Uh, scrolling past my head is like the name of the porno we're watching. It just says, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, d- dicks and chicks and pricks and flicks. I don't know. You know, that's what it says. That's the name of the porno. So, uh, and that's what we're watching, and it's very good. Uh, Tony, speaking of Discord, uh, been some lively discussion this week on our Discord, actually. Boy, has there ever. Boy, has there. Um we have entered chicken sandwich hell. Well, uh, a year late, honestly, a year after everyone did. Uh, we've we've been doing chicken sandwich <laughs> wars a year after the chicken sandwich wars happened. We're Burger King. We are Burger King, the podcast. Uh, we are. Uh, it's 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 un- uncomfortably empty in here and dirty. So we we are we we, are, we have bear a lot of similarities to Hungry Jacks, as they call it, as they call it there. Um, so. Uh, our friend Corey has has gotten sort of involved in the chicken sort of. He's he's put himself in the in a chicken mindset, I think. And he did a live test for us of the of of the new McDonald's uh, spicy hand breaded chicken, whatever the hell it's called, at McDonald's spicy crispy chicken. Sorry, and he tested it side by side with a McNugget. Or sorry, a McChicken, and a McChicken is just a large <laughs> McNugget. It is just a big McNugget on the bun. I can understand how you make that because that's exactly right. We have the same standard McChicken that they have everywhere else in the world, and it is just a ginormous chicken with that shape that you know has come from a cutter, but it's made to look organic. So it's not yep. quite a rectangle, but it really is just a rectangle, and yeah, they it's... they pump it full of black pepper with shitty lettuce and over mayonnaise the son of a bitch like you wouldn't believe yeah so um uh just to just to kind of pilfer Corey's review of these sandwiches because i haven't had the mcdonald's so uh we'll we'll use this as the review official beer engine podcast review of the uh, mcdonald's spicy crispy chicken and the McChicken, he says, McChicken ain't much for looks, but delivers on classic taste mayo near its expiration date lettuce about to turn brown and a big ass McNugget. As for his spicy crispy cousin, well, McDonald's is an early casualty of the chicken wars. This thing is dry as a bone, no crispiness, and the sauce is just sort of there with hints of pepper. To think I passed two Popeyes on my way home before I bought this. The McChicken gets 3.5 chicks out of five. The spicy crispy chicken gets zero, and may God have mercy on all of our souls. So, uh, the spice, the picture, there is a picture here. You guys need to get on our discord so you can see a real life picture before you buy this sandwich. Um, my first word of concern for the spicy crispy is this bun. 
this roll is not attractive to me. Um, the Popeye's sandwich has a delightful brioche roll with a lovely glow to it and a nice, like, rise. This is a flat potato bun, and in fact, sort of the, the crease that would naturally occur in the potato bun, maybe when you bake it, almost looks like it's been penciled in. Uh, it looks like it's been drawn in as a line in the center of the bun. So uh, that's one concern. The chicken looks very dark in color, um, borderline overcooked, and, and based on Corey's description of the dryness of it, I would guess it is. So um, those are my two sort of initial concerns with this thing. The McChicken just looks like a McChicken, so I, it, there, I have no... <laughs> I would be worried about the look of that sandwich if I knew didn't already know what it was. So yeah. it's um, fine. I mean, chicken is the same thing as a 99-cent jack-in-the-box mm. taco. Not a Taco Bell taco, a jack-in-the-box taco. It's vaguely similar to the product it says on the label. Now, I will actually say that I have had the McDonald's chicken sandwich. Not available in Australia. But I can remember there being a hand-breaded chicken option at McDonald's when I was last in Las there Vegas. chicken Deluxe or something or no. some bullshit like that. Yeah, no, you you you're way complicating this thing. I can remember having this. Um, there was a McDonald's downtown, not at the Plaza, at one of the other casinos downtown. It was at the, it was at the Fitzgeralds, That's, and now it's the D. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't my last trip in Vegas that I went there because it, the McDonald's went when it changed to the D, I believe. Um, they had a burger which according to the McDonald's uh, Fanopedia um, oh. is a rebranding of the – the crispy McChicken sandwich is a rebranding of this, and that is the Southern-style oh. chicken sandwich. And I, Oh, yeah, I like that thing kind of actually, but yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm sure there are some variations. Maybe the new one doesn't have the pickle, but I've had this, and it was fine for a McDonald's item, but I wouldn't necessarily – Rated above a quarter pound. It was a fine chicken sandwich, but nothing to write home about. And sounds like they haven't improved it in any way. And it sounds like the McDonald's cooking staff are ignoring the timers on their deep fryer because looking at Corey's thing, that thing does look burnt. And that's the only way you can burn something in McDonald's is if you just ignore that alarm just beeping at you. Beep, beep. Yeah, you're just not paying attention. Um, yeah, I'm not going to be hunting this down, Tony. I, uh, I think I'm going to leave this one for the birds, um, or in, in the birds, you know, really let the birds continue well, to live. Isn't I, there a McDonald's but, uh, still at the plaza? Can't you, uh, or there's got to be a McDonald's somewhere downtown. You wouldn't even have to hunt it out. Go grab yourself one. I would just get in my car and drive to a McDonald's. I'm not, I'm not going to go pay twice as much to eat the bad sandwich uh, at the <laughs> McDonald's downtown. I'll just, I'll just go ahead and drive. 30 seconds to the one on Bonanza, but, uh, no, I'm good. Um, if I'm going to walk downtown to eat overpriced fast food, I'm going to eat overpriced White Castle. That's just the, that's just the, them's the rules right there. Uh, I think the next chicken thing I'm going to eat, Tony, and I don't know when I'm going to do this, but I, maybe it'll be on our, on our trip home. Well, back to Chicago is, uh, is the Wendy's breakfast biscuit thing so there's a wendy's honey butter chicken biscuit oh that that sounds good 
I'm looking to get my hands on. So I, I think, uh, I think that could be maybe a hungover Sunday morning or something. I could get my, get my hands on that thing. It sounds good. Um, so I think that's my next chicken wars. Uh, at, now it's not a chicken sandwich. I know it doesn't compete, you know, head to head one to one with these sandwiches, apples to apples. But, uh, I think, I think it counts. I think I'm, I think I can fit that in there. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing that one next. Uh, there's also, he, we've also gotten some recommendations for some other chicken things. I know smash burger here. I don't know if you're familiar with smash burger, Tony, but that's sort of like a quick casual burger place. They just started doing a sandwich and then, uh, and then, you know, raising, everybody's been throwing raisin canes at me, including you. So maybe that's something I gotta, gotta go dig up to. That's definitely something you got to check out. I will say one of the bright points of leaving Las Vegas by plane in the days where it was safe to do that. I know you're driving home, so it's not something that you're going to do was the fast food situation in the McCarran airport in the Southwest terminal. It wasn't so much that it was fancy food, but we had both Popeye's and right beside it, we had a Wendy's. So you could have your Popeye's chicken and finish it off with a frosty. Yep. Yep, that was a win, and and everything else in McCarran sucks ass. I mean, oh, it's for sure, food. Um, nothing. I mean, O'Hare has its problems, but O'Hare's food selection is far superior to what you can. I mean, pretty much your only options are that the Jose Jose Cuervo Tequileria or something, <laughs> yes. and then fucking the PGA Tour restaurant. Or what? Something. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a PGA Tour like pub or some. Sh- Shit, well, fucking stupid as hell. Um, that airport sucks, man. I, I I'll drive home. I, I, <laughs> I might just be. I, well, actually, I'm I'm just. I might never go through it again. Well, I guess I will because if I live here, I'll have to. If I'm flying, but um, fuck, damn. All right, well, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not gonna worry about it for a while. So, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drive home. We're all right. Oh, that reminds uh, me. Can we get an update on what's happening with your air miles? Because, of course, you were a big flyer pre-pandemic. Um, are those going to expire at this point? I know you've got an extension on them. Dude, this makes me so mad. Um, no, my miles will not expire. My miles are fine, but my status is fucked. My status is fucked. <laughs> Super duper fucked. I'm fucked. I'm not going to get – and I'll never get it again. I'll never get it again because I'll never travel for work like I did last year or two years ago. Um, uh, no, it's fucked. Uh, they sh- I wish they would extend it for another year because it's not like anyone should be flying for the first half of this year. But they're, they're not going to. I've already got a flight. So I, I do have the status through the end of the year, my platinum status, which is dope, dude. Oh. It's, it's feels, I feel like I'm living like a real person. It's so good. But, um, I, I already am. I do have a flight booked actually. I'm flying down to my dad's, uh, in, in July. So I'm upgrading my the shit out of myself with that. And then, uh, I, I am coming back here to God. I hate giving away details like this, but I am coming back here to house hunt in August. So, um, I will, uh, I will be back here for a, for a couple weeks, and and I'll might just take the might take the the quicker route rather than the the passage we've been taking the last couple times here, rather than uh, driving three thousand or whatever two thousand miles across the country. I might just go ahead and do it in a couple hours. You know, it makes it a lot easier. 
It does. But I will say, if you're going to um, live out here for more than a few weeks, it does make sense to drive. And I think it was worthwhile for you to drive because the amount of shit you would have had to have purchased um, or oh, pay sure. in baggage um, yeah, well, certainly well, makes seeing America settled, worth When it. we sort of are ready to be here for, for good, which will probably be by the end of the year, um, I suspect we will just drive out here. Unless, um, hey, unless I can get it done by the end of 2021 when I'm still platinum and I get two check bags each for both me and my wife and we can put all, we can easily fit all of our clothes in there. I am not moving that much furniture. I'm, I, and I'm not driving furniture over 2,000 miles. You can kiss my ass. I'm sticking it in a big truck and letting some guy do it. Not to pat myself on the back for having a job and being in my late 30s. But I'm going to go ahead and just let someone else do it. I am not hauling a bunch of shit across the country. So uh, we're going to pack that stuff up, let some dude drive it out here, and dump it in my house, so or wherever we're going to live, on the curb, who knows, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's no way. So I, I probably, you know, I, I we're looking forward to our drive home. We can talk about that a little bit, Tony, actually, at some point. But we are taking the scenic route home. A lot of breweries going to be on the, on the hit list on the way home now that we can actually stop and visit places. So um, we are taking it a nice route when we when we leave in a couple weeks here. Okay. But um, so next but, time I think we're flying back. Before you leave, um, can you do a sorry for your luck top three list of the breweries that you're going to visit? With at least two honourable mentions. Um, so with at least two. Yeah, at least two. 66% as many as are on the list are on the honourable mention. Perfect, have, got it. Have you not seen how the Sorry For Your Luck guys do it when when they were no, a thing? <laughs> no, they got two. They got a second honourable. It's, it's a top five list, but two of them are not are, they're honourable mentions. It's a top three list. I get you. <laughs> um, all right, so... Which way do I have to go? I don't remember. Do they go up or down? Dealer's choice. Look, we're not sticking that rigidly to the format. This was not something that was successful. This was not something that got more <laughs> listeners than we have yeah. currently right now. Oh, wow. All right. Damn. <laughs> Tough break. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll, go from the, I'll go from the top because I can only think about my favorite one. So I think my top number one hey, is Hey, don't blow be, it. This is for a coming show. Think about it. Let's oh, not, for a coming show? Yes, oh, I did I, say. Before you leave, let's do it for a coming show. Okay, let's well, I'll take, how about this? I'll, I'll take some suggestions, though. So let me at least say the places I'm going to go, and you guys can throw out some ideas for me out in the Discord, all right, or on our Instagram. Let me know if there's... There's some places you think I should go, but we're going to, um, we're going to go to, uh, uh, we're starting at Oceanside. Uh, I have to go to, o now this is a good, good thing I have to do. If, if you guys have been to Las Vegas and you've rented a car, you know, renting a car here comes with a lot of stuff. It comes with a lot of baggage. So, uh, I have to rent a car here, but I cannot drive the car I rent here to Chicago. Uh, you are not allowed to do that. Nobody will, you can't, I can't find anyone to let me do that for a reasonable price. So I have to drive a car from here to Carlsbad, switch out uh, to a new car in Carlsbad, and they will let me drive the that car to Chicago. That's so fucked up. Gonna, now it's convenient because I have to pick up from Horace, so that's fine. But well, yeah. um, I do have to switch cars, which fucking sucks. 
So we're going to be in Oceanside. We've talked about the breweries in Oceanside before, but if you guys have any other ones that I've, that I've missed or I should hit up, give me a shout, but I'll, you know, we, we know what I'm doing there. All right. So we're going to Santa Barbara. So central coast area. Then we're taking it out to Tahoe. So, uh, Lake Tahoe, Reno, Sparks-ish area. Uh, spending a couple days there. Got to get a little more gambling in before I leave. Then to Park City, Utah for a night. Then we're going to go two nights in Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, then we're going to have two nights in Kansas City. And then a night in St. Louis, and then we're home. So if you guys got any favorites along that very you know, circuitous scenic route. Uh, give me a shout. We're taking, we're taking 10 days to do that though. So we're kind of milking it a little bit. Maybe we could expand this to a top five list. Cause I, I didn't know how many breweries that you were actually going to hit up along the journey, but that sounds like a, a, a reasonable journey with a, a good number of breweries on, on the list. I mean, and it'll be, I mean, there's a top, there's a top 10 in Fort Collins probably. If, for if sure. Really to to me, so. Yeah. Cause when you said Fort Collins, um, I thought, Okay, there's a top five list there instantly. (laughs) And you're going to hit it up. And it will be interesting to compare what you're looking forward to to the actual highlights of that trip home. So that will be an interesting comparison for sure. If we make it home safely and I – if I make it home safely and uh, there's no uh, threat of divorce, it will be a win. But if we can get a few breweries knocked out along the way, I'm feeling super good about it. Um, Tony, so, um, <clears throat> uh, speaking of drinking beer, uh, I have been, I am drinking something right now that I'd actually like to, to bring up. Uh, I'm drinking some Russian river, Tony. Um, and, and everybody loves Russian river and it's not Pliny the Elder. Wow. Sadly. But it looks like it's in a Pliny bottle with a different label because it's Russian a river. Pliny bottle with a different label. Yes. I'm, I'm not. I, I don't want to speak, but that to me is distinctly a – I do want to speak, but I don't speak with a lot of knowledge here. Is that a Russian River brand sort of shaped bottle? Because I don't see that bottle in the market a lot in Australia. It's it's kind of got a unique shape to it. Do you see it a lot in the States or it's just purely a Russian River shape? Actually, the burial stouts come in bottles like this, really. Um, but it's a Euro bottle, yeah. Um this this is all the Russian River IPAs except well they started canning now so there are some some that don't but uh, most of them do Pliny comes in this bottle but this one's called Happy Hops Tony uh, Happy Hops IPA six and a half percent and it's been in my fridge for th- four weeks now and it still tastes awesome so um, that's a miracle of of packaging of of and West Coast IPA right there is that it could taste good more than two weeks after you bought it which is a big time win um, so. I've uh, been drinking a lot of these West Coast beers, uh, as we know, since I've been out here. Had some more pizza port this week. Uh, did drink some burial stuff. But, uh, yeah, a lot of IPA this week, and that's one beer I wanted to talk about. But there's one more, Tony, but after I'm going to do it after you You kind of tell us what, what, you get, what you've been getting up to. Huh? Well, I've been doing a lot of repeat beers. So I, I can't actually pick anything of, of true note that I checked in on Untapped. But what I will say last week I spoke about the Bilson's um, pre-mixed vodka in a can and yep. we spoke about that and I found it a little sweet. 
Now, Bilson's make their cordial, and I was able to get hold of their Portello cordial. So using the plain soda water or salsa that I make in my soda stream, their cordial and vodka, just kettle one, nothing fancy, don't need anything really fancy. Um, I think I've created a drink that's less sweet, um, more poundable, and just fucking delicious. So that would be my highlight of the week. Now this week, this coming week, we'll be back big on beer. I've loaded up on some Sailor's Grave, some Mr. Banks, and um, some Dayton. So I'll be able to pick something from that uh, rotation of beers for next week's show. But sometimes we need to take a break from beer, cleanse the palate, and reset. And that's that's what I've taken this week to do. Well, speaking of taking a break from things that taste like beer, here's a beer I drank last week. Tony, this beer was called Dream. It's spelled with a J, J J-R-E-A-M. It's from Burley Oak Brewing Company. Burley Oak is in Berlin, Maryland. This was called Dream. It is called Dream Pineapple Coconut Cheesecake. It is a 4.8% fruited sour, Tony. It has pineapples, coconut, cheesecake, cinnamon, brown sugar, and lactose. And Tony, I'll give you one guess of what how this beer came running out of the bottle or out of the can. Did it have chunks in it? Would it be fair to say it poured like motor oil where it sort of... I don't want to use the word gl- gloop because that's a descriptor we use here often, but did it gloop out of the can? It's gloopy. This was gloopy. Not as gloopy as you might think for something with cheesecake in it. But I have bad news for you, Tony. This beer was fucking good. Uh, it was very tasty. Uh, I really liked it. It was sweet as as candy. I mean, it was sweet as sin. It was sugar. Um, I shared it. I shared it with my wife, and I I just couldn't. I mean, I it tasted like coconut candy. I mean, I don't know. It tastes like tropical candy. It tastes like tropical candy. It tasted like the best tropical summer cheesecake at the fucking shitty cheesecake factory. It was very tasty. I don't know if I'd ever drink it again. Wow. But for that few minutes, it was insanely good. So I really I really loved it. Really weird. Now, I can understand why you would not have a beer in your regular rotation. But for a beer that sounds so enjoyable, surely after a week or so, wouldn't you want to come back to that, even if it is thick and gloopy? Or is there just too many other choices out there or it's just too much for you to come out again? I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm concerned that I'll ruin the memory of it. The, the, The thought of drinking it again is much better than maybe the experience might be. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a maybe it's a um, sort of a, a a masochistic thing, or or maybe a punishment, self punishment type situation. What were those guys called in the uh, like in Da Vinci Code? I don't know why. I'm, I I'm never watched that. that, <laughs> that it is book or it movie. Is all, both nightmares. Yeah, terrible. Um, uh, but those guys who would uh, who would sort of whip themselves and stuff. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think maybe that's part of it is I just, maybe I don't want to allow myself that, that kind of pleasure anymore. You know, I need to deprive myself of the true joy I got from drinking 
diabetic sugar water. Um, Because I'm I'm all into the cult of the new. I always um, seek out new beers and delicious beers. But unlike you, if I find something enjoyable still on the shelves and nothing else that's brand new or, or screaming my name, I'll go back to that beer. I often find that it's it, not often find. I find it's a 50-50 mix. Sometimes it's worse than you imagined. Sometimes it's even better than than you, your original memories of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bad Shepherd had a um, chocolate um, hazelnut brown ale with real chocolate in it, not real hazelnuts. But it was a delicious beer. The first time I tried it, I thought, yeah, that that I'm happy with the money I spent on that. But I had a second can in the fridge, second time, absolutely perfect. It wasn't super gloopy. It drank beautifully. It just absolutely hit me perfect that night. And I'm glad I had that second can rather than just having one of those things. Yeah, I don't think you would feel that way about this beer, I got to say. Uh, it's just too, it's too much. It's too indulgent. It's like eating – it's like going to um, – Tony, what's the what's like one of the better desserts? Have you you've been to Vegas steakhouses? Have you been to like Del Frisco's or yep. one of those places? I have. Maybe a very indulgent dessert. Yep. You know, like um, a multi-layer chocolate cake or a, like a twelve-layer chocolate cake or something. Um, Claim Jumper. Claim Jumper is not a great restaurant or anything, but it's a it's a well-known restaurant and it's a it's a chain cheesecake, not cheesecake factory like, but kind of without the cheesecake. It's. <laughs> Big portions. It's a place you take your mom and dad when yep. you're in college. You know, it's like nice enough. Um, and they have a 20-something layer chocolate cake. And it's really good. It is really good. But you want to have that once a year, you know, <laughs> maybe yeah. once every five years, you know. And that's kind of how I felt about this beer. But th- that dessert is always available. Once this production run of this beer is done, there's no more of this beer. You can't come back to this beer in a year's time or five years' time. Uh, There'll be other dreams, though, right? So it's sort of like if there's not going to be the 23-layer chocolate cake, there's going to be a, I don't know, 23-layer coconut cake or a (laughs) 23-layer... Coconut cake, uh, bad example, because you're coming back to that thing every year. And I'll eat carrot cake, too, if it's 23 layers. I don't give a shit. I love it. Um you can you can send that over to me. So I don't know. You're pro- maybe you're right. Um, maybe I'm maybe I'm kind of taking it too far. Maybe I just didn't like it that much. Maybe I'm maybe yeah. I'm convincing myself that I loved it, but I just don't. I don't want it again. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I think I you could be right. There. I, think, um, I think that is a part of it. Uh, another important segment I think we have to do, Tony, is uh, a world favorite. It's Griff's Lager of the week. Griff's Lager of the Week is brought to you by, uh, I don't know, Lager Yeast. I don't know, no one. Um, <laughs> the uh, Hungry so Jack's that, Chicken Sandwich, which is nowhere near oh, as yeah. good as the hand-breaded Burger King Sandwich. No, Hungry we haven't had an, had an update on the chicken sandwiches from Hungry Jack's. But exciting news before we get into the Lager of the Week. Hungry Jack's is coming to the next town over from me. It's coming oh to sale. It's only going to be a 20-minute ride to go and get some Hungry Jacks. Very excited. 
Well, damn, you now you got to get your hands on whatever promotional shit they're gonna. You can get that stupid long sandwich, the long sandwich. Yep. You can get a yumbo. Did they have a yumbo? Did did no. your, did your decks have the yumbo? What I, a nasty thing that was. Well, I think we've still got the chicken burger that comes in the long roll with the polenta and stuff yeah, they, on top. Yeah, it'd be, it's pretty terrible. And I swear they. Um, I, I don't know why. I, I'm trying to wonder. I'm trying to figure out like how did the yumbo the yumbo fuck, got fucked up. <laughs> they made something else out of the Yumbo product, and I forget what it was. They did like a chicken cordon bleu or something like that. I, I don't know. Uh, anyways, Chris Lager of the Week this week. Bob, uh, Tony, are you familiar with this beer? It's the old Belgian Pilsner. It's not Belgian yeast. It's just made in Belgium. It was just a Euro Pils. But uh, Bavic Super Pils. Are you familiar with Bavic Super Pils? I am not, but this sounds... Interesting. I was about to say delicious, but other than it being European, I don't know anything about it. It just tastes like hoppy pills to me. Um, it was very good. There is nothing Belgian estery in about it other than yep. it's from Belgium. Uh, and here's the description of it, Tony. Uh, Bavic Super Pills obtains its unique flavor through an exceptional brewing process. Well, that's good. Uh, our Pilsner is not diluted. We only use aroma hops and guarantee a long and cold maturation process. Pasteurization is out of the question. Those four elements result into this unique Pilsner. Never compromise on taste. So Bavic Super Pils, a perfectly lovely, cold, uh, slightly hoppy, pretty bright, uh, Euro pills, 5.2%, not bad. So would you go as far as to say Italian pills or not quite to that level? No, 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 no. More, more bready than that. Um, yep. But uh, definitely had a, a, a kind of a nice floral aspect to it. You know, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was an enjoyable, uh, enjoyable little, little Pilsner. The other lager I just want to quickly shout out is one called Nueva Esperanza that is on draft at a, uh, at uh, at Cerveza is the name of the name of the bottle shop and tap room that we go to over here in the Arts District. Great little place, um, but but that lager was made by a gypsy brewer here in Vegas, uh, uh, a brewery called Juxta Nomad, and it was the feller from Joseph James. Uh, do you remember Joseph James at all? Tony? No, I don't. The brewery Joseph James. Joseph James, I only I knew them. They made some some good beers, but I I knew them mostly from they made a beer called uh, Citra Rye. It was a Citra Rye Pale Ale that was on draft at the 32 Degrees Bar at the M, and I drank it like <laughs> water. I love that shit, man. Drink a lot of that beer. Very good. 5.4 percent Rye Citra Pale Ale. It was super good. Anyways, this guy, this the so Joseph James closed. It's gone, and this this guy went sort of in the nomad route gypsy brewing route so he's been brewing out of a couple facilities and he made a mexican lager um for these guys over at cerveza and it is a really really good mexican lager not too corny you know not a heavy dose of that cream corn flavor that you get sometimes with mexican lager uh this is just sort of sprightly i mean i i really like it uh this is closer to Italian pills, I would say, to me, than it is what I would traditionally refer to as Mexican lager. It is very judiciously, uh, or, or we'll say, heavily hopped. We'll say um, it's they, they have not judiciously; they've been tossing them in there. So, 
really nice beer for a four a four rate four star rated pilsner so that's that's how you know it's good or lager so that's that's how you know it's a winner that does sound like a winner i like a well done mexican lager now back to hungry jacks let's get back to hungry jacks because <laughs> Yeah, let's get back to Hungry Jacks. They are doing the Yumbo in Australia. I wasn't aware of this. I don't follow Hungry Jacks oh, shit. Um, super closely. Interesting point about the Yumbo. It looks like crap. The more interesting it looks like po- yeah, really yeah. heinous. Yeah. Yep. The more interesting point is the sodium. Not as bad as you would think. Only 40, 48% of your daily allowance. For a healthy Better person. than most fast food, honestly. Only 1,100 milligrams of sodium. Now, I just checked the triple Whiskey River Whopper. Not sure whether you have that in the States. We have something like that. Is that like a barbecue sauce Whopper? It is. It's, um, yeah. But it's got not their traditional onion rings. They've got a different onion... Um, almost like an onion fry, kind of like a petal off a blooming onion that they put on top of this oh. burger with with bacon, cheese, lettuce, and mayonnaise. Yeah. Triple Whopper, though. So we're saying three patties, three, three patties. charbroiled patties, three cheeses, just three, one cheese. Three cheeses. Three cheeses. The onion chip thing, onion fry. Yep. You got the barbecue sauce, probably mustard. ladled on there pretty, pretty heavy. Oh, mustard, all right. No ketchup, right? Barbecue sauce only, right? Yeah, barbecue uh, sauce only. All right. And uh, you got that awful bun. And we know there's a lot of sugar and salt in that yep. in that roll. So, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a hefty burger. Okay. What percentage of your daily intake of sodium does this burger have by itself? Not in a meal, just by itself. So uh, 100%... Um, is what is considered healthy for a person, and that limit, yeah, and that limits about um, two thousand two hundred milligrams. Is yours the same as ours? I it probably is, or it's close. Yeah, ours is like twenty five hundred, uh, two thousand two hundred milligrams. Well, there's no way this is less than that. Um, I would say this is. Uh, one hundred and twenty-five percent, one hundred and thirty percent of your daily I, sodium intake. I can't give you that. You were close. It was one hundred and eight percent of your daily intake of sodium. Yeah, I thought it, I thought we would get to three thousand. I was I was I was rooting for us to get to three thousand. We couldn't make it. That's bullshit, right? There. Two thousand four hundred and eighty-five. So maybe that is almost one hundred percent of the U.S. intake. The more interesting one, though, on on the um, triple whiskey, is the uh, saturated fat. One hundred and eighty percent of your daily intake in this one burger. One hundred and eighty percent, forty three point two grams of saturated fat. Yeah, that's wild. See, I think. See, I think that you guys are getting like a different. Yeah, you know, I know you guys have different beef. And, yes. and I know that Australia has much tighter restrictions on the, the types of things that can go into meat. So For I just sure. wanted to double check. Okay, so our regular triple Whopper without the uh, barbecue sauce or anything. The bacon. Is 1,400. 
there's no bacon. Oh yeah. That's a lot of sodium in the bacon. Um, so yeah, that's that. Okay. So that's like 1500 just on its own. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna look this up right now, but it is, uh, yeah, that's, that's bad. You're going to be, I mean, I eat Italian beef and Italian beef is salty and Italian beef is probably sick. You know, one of the few things I eat that's 50, 60% of your daily sodium intake, maybe. Um, and that thing's got me pissing like crazy. I, mean, <laughs> I eat an Italian beef. I am in, I am. Uh, it's just the way, I mean, it's squeezing the moisture out of my body. The Italian beef is, 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 is draining me of everything. So, uh, I can't imagine eating this thing. I would just be in the, in the bathroom every 10 minutes trying to, trying to, uh, having to pee. It's brutal. Um, all right. Well, well if, uh, if you're having to pee all the time, obviously you've, you've got to hydrate. So, um, that's where your lager of the week would come in beautifully. I think. All right. So yeah, just wash it down with the lager of the week. I think that's perfect match the triple whiskey river whopper and Griff's lager of the week. Perfect pairing. That's and that's recommended. Uh, that's the that's the official pairing of the Beer Engine Podcast. Get your hands on some Bavic Super Pills and a Triple Whiskey River Whopper thing, uh, and that gets the Griff Seal of Approval. So there you go, uh, Tony. Uh, I did want to bring this up. I was buying. I was out there buying beer um, on the internet. Beer that I can't have. Uh, so I, I. Uh, got our my friend Tyler, uh, our great listener to the show and a friend of the show, um, went out and proxied for me for some new Deep Woods cans. Tony, some new Rev came out. The new the new Rev dropped. Ooh, um, I have like exciting. sixteen cans of barley wine at, at Tyler's house right now. That I got to pick up. Um, Tony, this was Cuvée de Grasse, and I did want to just. Uh, give our her fans and listeners and you a rundown of what the Cuvée de Grasse will include. Uh, Tony, you're of course familiar with the Cuvée, I'm sure. Absolutely. A, a, a primo blend of, of things. Um, and uh, the rest of I, I don't know what it means. But uh, this is quite the Cuvée. The 2021 version uh, features 36, a blend of 36 oak barrels. Uh, would you like to know what it is made up of? Absolutely, because um, obviously it's not just going to be 36 plain vanilla whiskey barrels. It, and 36 again. plain, yep. Yep. Nope, it's not. So this is a, a blend of, of 36 different barrels of different beers. It's not 36 different beers, though. And these are some of my faves, Tony, and they're all mixed together. So 11 of the barrels are Death Star. Ooh. Uh, so the sweet, and they called it the sweet component of D Star. So this is the blend they used when they were blending D Star that lends the sweet portion. Uh, then seven barrels of Ryeway, but the dry component of Ryeway. So this is the exceedingly dry Ryeway, provides delicate balance and intriguing spice. That sounds good. 14 barrels of straight jacket sweet component. It's not quite VSOJ. VSO Junior is what they're calling it. And then two barrels of Thundertaker. That was the oatmeal stout. Um, did you have did Thundertaker? In, uh, in, I did have it. It was excellent. And then two barrels of a blend they must have had 
of ryeway and straight jacket which was mostly ryeway topped off with a bit of barley wine to fill the volume the perfect midpoint between our ryeway and straight jacket so all this stuff was mixed together in the cuvee and then barrel aged um and then put into these cans and i am dying to drink this beer when i get home so one of the few things to look forward to getting home back to chicago is drinking this beer and i am insanely excited to do it tyler says it is crazy good uh, he's just drinking full cans of this shit. He's chugging it. I don't know, but I, I am pumped to get my hands on this. It it sounds like it's going to be an amazing beer. How many cans of this or how many bottles of this were you able to get your hands on just the one? Or I know yeah, you said you've got just, six. Just a four-pack. You've got a four-pack of cans. So, so I'll, I'll, get to, I'll get to drink it four times, which is, which is pretty dang cool. So that's good. Excellent. So you're not going to give any of the – you're not going to set aside any of this for a bottle share. It's all going to go between you and Kelly. Ooh, I might, I might set one can aside for us to take to a share. Um, but that's it. I'll, I'll, the rest of it, I'll be sitting on the couch, cracking, pouring us six ounces each, and and I'll be happy about that. But I'll probably set one aside for a share out here, maybe when, when I get back out here. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to get that. That beer uh, rolling around here. I got that. I got apple. Bar- I got apple brandy ryeway sitting over there. I got a couple others waiting for me. I'm dying. Got to get those. <laughs> got to get those in my in my possession. And t- and I will not be asking anyone to ship them to me. So especially since I'm gonna be home in two weeks. So we'll be fine. I'm not shaking thinking about getting them shipped to me. <laughs> um, yeah. Now is that something that you'll? Uh, is that something you drink all year round? And say, it, when you make the move to Las Vegas, you'll you'll still be ordering a, as many barley wines. Because for me, yes, I'll drink that shit all year round, regardless of yeah, where the conditions. Yeah. Hundred and ten, I'm still drinking that stuff. Yeah, if I can get home once, if I get back to Chicago once a year, I will order it and make Tyler have it in his house for me. So. <laughs> Uh, I'll just have to, when I get home, I'll probably be home once a year, I'm sure, uh, to do, you know, all my various medical appointments. So I can just also supplement my treatments with, hey, some barley wine. Why not? Might as well. Um, No, I'll keep buying barley wine. Dude, I've been out here picking up 48 bottles of fucking sugar stout. So uh, clearly the weather is not stopping me from drinking um, big, big giant beers. I will not be becoming hot or shape or in shape or less fat from not drinking barley wine. I think it's all just going to be the same out here. Uh, no, it'll just be hot. It'll just be sweatier. It doesn't matter. Um, all right, Tony, I thought we could jump to another segment here. Uh, how about a classic one that we all love and I've been doing every week because I uh, do enjoy that it fills, you know, it just fucking fills time in the day, just like everything else we're doing, right? We're just looking to get through another day past the time until we can mercifully go back to sleep and forget that any of this happened. Um, and one thing that'll help you uh, not think about the morbid, you know, your kind of ongoing morbidity and just depressing career and unfortunate, maybe things you did in the past or think about something you said to your fourth grade teacher 30 years ago that kind of still bugs you. Um, you could listen to us uh, do some hyper beer nerd dork shit news. Hyper beer nerd dork shit news. All right, Tony. So I, I actually this one this one came across my desk and I thought it was pretty funny. I don't know if you've seen this, but um, 
New Belgium launched a new beer. They do this often, but this one was a new beer that it seems was purposely intended to taste bad. Now, now some breweries <laughs> do this all the time. Uh, they, they make something called like a sour porter, and they say, I meant to do that, <laughs> you know, and it's just bad. Uh, in this case, it was for a reason. So they launched Fat Tire Torched Earth from a climate, a beer from a climate-ravaged future, and it tastes awful. Um, so this Earth Day, Fat Tire is releasing Torched Earth Ale, a beer made with smoke-tainted water, dandelions, dandelions and drought-resistant grains, some of the less than ideal ingredients that would be available and affordable to brewers in a climate ravaged future without aggressive action now to confront the climate crisis. The resulting dark starchy liquid with smoky aromatics is not likely to win any awards, but does highlight the stakes of climate change for beer lovers everywhere. Um, now Tony, I, I hear a smoky, uh, I hear a smoky dandelion laden, kind of farmhousey beer and i say oh interesting <laughs> but then the description of the beer sounds maybe less than ideal and i'm not sure i i would presume that has more to do with the drought resistant grains than it does to do with with this um, and smoke tainted water i mean i don't know how much smoke does kind of interested to know how smoke how water picks up smoke that's oh. probably not a good absolutely but, um, it does and it tends to go more garbage than than like smoke that you would find in a rash beer yeah. or a, a okay. smoke porter or anything this sounds if you're making, if, if you're making a, a, a smoke slightly smoked malt saison with with dandelion heads <laughs> in it then give me a shout i would try that but this one may be not so ideal absolutely and it, even if fat tire did it but did it um not to make a political point which i think this is a more interesting political point than often we see with beer and beer, beer names and even even um, sort of funding charities with, with specific beers. This is um, something that could um, spawn drinkers to actually um, look at um, what they're doing. Whether it will lead to corporate change, I don't know, and I think that's who they're aiming it at is not us as consumers, it's it's around what corporations are doing because we all know corporations are the biggest polluters, at least in my view. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> so for a company that, that does take its environmental um, policies quite seriously, like Fat Tide do, it's interesting that they're making protest beer and political statements rather than just donating to a charity which which doesn't get the press or or the buzz or could actually um, lead to a campaign behind it. I think this is this is interesting. I don't want to try the beer. I want grains that aren't drought resistant. I want hops that take a shitload of water and I want water that is untainted by fire. Um, but boy, am I glad that they've done this. Yeah, this is excellent. I mean, I I, uh, I appreciate the statement. Um, I lately have been feeling, uh, we'll say, m- maybe I don't know more more um, uh, uh, incapacitated 
than even usual. And I know that we, we don't, we maybe don't talk about this stuff quite as much as we used to. Um, and I don't, for no other reason than we fill 90 minutes with our, this bullshit. We, we don't need to, I don't need to talk for 20 minutes about, you know, Derek Chauvin going to jail and looking like a big sourpuss and being a big fucking piece of shit. And he'll hopefully rot in there. Yep. Uh, but I don't have to spend time on that. I don't have to spend time. I'm not spending cause I don't, we have enough dumb shit to talk about <laughs> that's more enjoyable than me for this one hour and a half every week, also pouting and feeling bad and feeling incapacitated by all the horrible things happening in the world at all times. Cause they're always happening all the time. They, they don't stop. They keep happening. Um, so, uh, the climate thing, especially, you know, I've been watching this, this rotten show on, on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen this, Tony, I watched that, the sea conspiracy thing, which, you know, uh, I, I certainly don't disagree with the sentiment in any, in any way. Um, but I look at those things and I say, I, I feel like there's no answer besides shutting down giant companies. I don't see, I don't see what the answer is. So something like this, I look at it and I say, this is cool. I appreciate the statement. It's making the statement to the wrong people. Yeah. Right. Um, it's the, 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 the sea thing is actually a, a, maybe the example of feeling incapacitated that I can best describe, which is, um, you know, the mafia is controlling your, uh, seafood intake. One re- way to avoid eating seafood is to eat these seafood substitutes made from algae. But if everybody eats the algae, the mafia will control algae. And, and sl- there will be slavery and algae collection, right? So wherever yeah. the money is, that thing will move to. The bad thing will – we will take all the algae out of the ocean. Uh, the mob – the organized crime will take over the algae uh, – industry and there will be Thai slaves, you know, harvesting algae from the middle of the ocean. You know, it just, it's just whatever it is, right. It's just the avocado thing is another one, same shit, right. It just, it just will shift to wherever the profit is. So until you eliminate that engine, right. You're stuck in the, in the loop, right. You just move the loop around. But the important so, thing is actually moving that loop. And that's the problem that we, the have to, likes, we can't monocrop the capitalism and death. Yeah. We have to, we have to shift our, we have to shift the death around a little bit so that we kind of spread it around. Yeah. That's, that's kind of more the way I look at it. Otherwise, because I cannot see a dis, dismantling of the capitalist machine. And that's where I have a problem with the likes of the Koch brothers. They're the best example of this where they want a um, – they want to monoize everything, not just right. power. They want to have the power. They want to have the profits, but they want to do it selling one thing because one thing's easy. So they, mm. they, they, they put up barriers to actually um, focus their damage in on one area – where it's easy for them to make their money. And if we can spread this to do things like LG and um, have alternatives, if we can spread the damage, perhaps 
we buy ourselves more time to eventually dismantle the machine. But if we we don't bring down those barriers, well, it gets funneled into these very destructive areas that essentially strip mine um, these pro- these products and um, right. lead us to ruin much quicker. And so that's where things like the the seaspiracy thing have have value if we can open pe- people's minds to to changing what we sort of do damage to but the real damage is the likes of the Koch brothers and any billionaire you want to name is that they focus in on what's easy and what's going to make them money and they put barriers up to everything else so then everything gets stripped mined to death so you're right yep so tony uh one more note on the torched earth beer you can get it well i can get it i'm not sure if you can get it but i could get it uh and it's uh, i can get it shipped to me from new belgium and it is $40 for uh, two four-packs. So the price of getting good burial IPA, I could get a beer that, by all accounts, is god-awful. Um, so I think I might save the aluminum, at least, for the earth and uh, let someone else <laughs> let someone else solve that problem. Um, speaking of uh, kind of the, uh, the futile nature of trying to change the world... Uh, or even improve it slightly. Uh, Budweiser has been is giving away some free beer. Uh, I don't mind. I don't mind that uh, with proof of your COVID vaccination. Um, so between now and May 16th, U.S. residents 21 and older can enter the Reunite with Buds giveaway with proof of vaccination. So, uh, Tony, uh, speaking of a depressing part of the uh, United States right now. We're, we're all getting vaccinated. That's good. Uh, but not all of us are getting vaccinated. And actually the pace of vaccination is already starting to downturn significantly, uh, which it will, I, I guess I, I'm not super shocked by that, but I'm, I'm sort of eyeing up the percentage as the curve starts to bend back down um uh towards you know less and less people getting vaccinated each day how long is that curve going to stretch and are we going to make it to maybe 60 or 70% i'm hoping 60 at least but um we cannot we cannot convince people to do this uh so even the most tiny bit of discomfort or um uh uh you know it pain, I guess. And I, a shot doesn't hurt to me. I don't know. I don't know, whatever, but, uh, people won't deal with to not get sick with a potentially deadly disease. So what's that tell you about our ability to change the world? I don't know. doesn't make me feel great about it. That said, if you want a bud and you've been vaccinated, you can get one and I might give it a shot. I don't know. I'll drink a bud if somebody wants to send it to me. So the Anheuser-Busch brand brought back its popular Clydesdales and a puppy, for a commercial called Reunited with Buds. Um, it's set to the tune of Don't Stop Me Now. Celebrates our favorite bars. And as they start to reopen and reminds people to safely return to them once they've been vaccinated. To help encourage more to get vaccinated, uh, there's a contest with 10,000 free beers up for grabs. So um, you can, uh, I might give myself a, uh, a shot at getting a free bud. Why not? So, um my favourite thing, I, I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that these companies are, 
doing it. Anything that we can get people um, more motivated to get vaccinated, well, that's a good thing. The interesting thing that I find is the... Let's call them right-wingers because they're not necessarily anti-vaxxers because a lot of this is because Joe Biden is telling me this or the government is telling me this, I'm not going it's to do it. It's about control, Tony. It's, yeah. about, it's about control, mind control. They are getting pissed that they are missing out on this free promotions and some have voiced – I've seen tweets of people saying that they are violating their rights by running this promotion for people <laughs> who are vaccinated. This is something free. This is a giveaway. This is no different to any other competition that sets um, conditions of entry. Yeah, parameters of entry. I have to write a 300-word essay about how much I love Budweiser. Yeah, or a 30-word essay. Yeah, I have to write a – there was one the other day that I saw – I didn't do because I, I'm like 500 words. There's something about like, or take a picture, show us one yeah. of your favorite Instagram photos of an airplane taking off. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm not loading that. So I just closed. Yeah. I did not go to my lawyer, but um, just whatever. That's, that's fucking funny. I did not hear about that. People getting mad that they weren't getting their free Krispy Kreme donut or whatever. Well, so that, that's, that was one of the first occasions where I heard that happening, but it's also happening with the beer. Um, and really, how how wise is it of Krispy Kreme to be no, donating a donut every single day to anybody that's been vaccinated? That sounds like it's just changing one health problem to another, or one health problem for several other health problems that are at pandemic proportions in any developed nation. Hey, dude, I, I get it though. I, I I've done this before. When I after I had surgery, after like my second follow up, my ass was over at Do Right eating a chicken sandwich. Um, yeah, but that's a chicken days. sandwich. That's that's not a Krispy Kreme donut. That's a chicken sandwich. Different. There's ten protein days, in that. Ten days after my vaccine, I was in a casino. I'm like, let's test out the wares, baby. Let's see how this thing's holding up. Let me go poke around on a video poker at the downtown grand see if it's holding up uh and it was hey hey it's been hey i think we've we're past the the critical period here i think i'm fine um yeah so i i actually think this type of giveaway we should be doing more i don't think there's enough of these honestly uh i have been on a podium talking to no one except my wife and the fans of this show that the el cortez El Cortez, which is a place that if you show an out-of-state ID or a boarding pass, they will just give you $25 in match play. Um, they should have one where they give you $50 or $25 or something in match play or slot play for giving them a, a vaccine card. I don't know why yep. they wouldn't. I think that I don't, and I, I think almost every place should do it. I don't know, maybe not every place. The strip's never going to do it. But if you're the fucking Boulder Station. Yeah, yep. Any of the stations, casino, um, Jerry's well, Nugget. If I'm Jerry's Nugget, that's what I'd be doing. Yeah, Whiskey Pete's in in Prim or wherever that is. Laughlin. Uh, no, it's definitely Prim or Gene. It's one of those. Could be Gene. Yeah, it could be Gene. Um, yeah, so give me some free money. That's my advice to the casinos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they they haven't been following it for the last. Uh, 
15 years, so maybe it's not sticking. Um, all right, Tony. Uh, that was the Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News segment. We, it is Prim Nevada that, for Whiskey Pates. You are correct. God, thank God. And there's a big roller coaster at the one across the way, and it's called Buffalo Bills. And, um, and, and uh, it's meant to be one of the worst roller coasters in America. <laughs> I forgot that you were the roller coaster expert. <laughs> Speaking of this or that, it's time for a round of this or that, Tony. Theme coming soon. Theme theme pending on this or that. So, Tony, we love this or that. It's a it's one of my favorite games to put together. And I, every morning before I put it together, I my brain it breaks and I can't think of anything that will be interesting to do. And I rely on there being some kind of holiday or something that I could find. But today, thank God, there's been enough interesting activity on our Discord that it has filled that gap. And today's this or that is the chicken this or that. <laughs> uh, chicken themed. So I have 10 names, as usual, with this or that. And you're going to tell me if these chicken items are a beer or a recipe from Food Network recipes whatever that is foodnetwork.com recipes or magazine or whatever wherever they put recipes some combination of both of those okay so gotcha i got 10 recipes here or sorry five recipes and five beers and um i played this game earlier with my wife and she did pretty good and i realized how important it is that i get the order of this right um because if i don't get that right it really it really kind of simplifies it so now can i um make a suggestion for this game going forward okay don't always do it five and five and don't tell me how many there are in it because if i was smart i, think I usually don't and i think i just did actually yeah. I, I, um, and and definitely don't tell fair, me I, I actually do not have that amount <laughs> as i look at it right now i have um I have more of one than the other, as I just realized as I count. Nice. Uh, yep. So bad news, actually, Tony. Uh, I did not give you any answers, and in fact, I would have given you the wrong thing. So I do have more of one of these than the other. There's just 10 things, and they're different. So the first one, Tony, is called Lucky Chicken. Lucky Chicken. Oh, is this um, Food Network doing this sort of like it's Asian because it's got soy sauce in it kind of thing? Or is it uh, beer? Uh, it's Food Network. Or, you think this is a Food Network? Yeah, I do. I think. Uh, Tony, this is a beer. Boo. Uh, this is from Kizakura Company. Called Lucky Chicken. This is a. It says it's a red IPA. Um, it is. It is Asian. I believe this is a Japanese brewery. So this Lucky Brew, which brings always good luck as a partner, and it has a picture of old chicken on it. So Lucky Chicken is a beer, and I have my pen here because I wrote this game down on paper. We're gonna. Give that a big old X. Uh, nice job. There you go. Over for one for Tony. 
All right. How about the next one? Now, I, I also would like to note something about these is that there are a few, just like Lucky Chicken, that vaguely, well, this wasn't racist because it was just a Japanese thing, but there are a couple of these that are vaguely racist, I think. <laughs> you can tell me if I'm if I'm just reading too much into that. But uh, the next one we're going to do is called... Um, it's called Ramen Chicken Fingers. <laughs> Surely this has to be food. Ramen. But how does that work? Are they using ramen as a a breading? Let me think this through. How does this become a beer? Like the other one I can understand, language barrier, it kind of sounded odd. It should have been morning bells. Nope, I think they're using ramen as a breading. Give me ramen chicken fingers. Going back to the well, Food Network. You're saying this is Food Network? I am. You're right. It is. This is a recipe. Uh, ramen chicken fingers is a recipe. You're right. Ramen chicken fingers is from the Food Network kitchen. Uh, it is a... Oh, here's some of the ingredients. I love this. <laughs> I love this one so <laughs> much. Um, it has two three-ounce packages of chicken-flavored ramen noodles broken into chunks. Um, and it has a half cup of pineapple, sorry, pineapple <laughs> preserves and, and some teriyaki sauce. So essentially you blitz the ramen noodles in a food processor to make ramen noodle crumbs. That's what I was thinking. Sesame seeds with it. And then you kind of toss them about and, uh, fry them up and dip them in this pineapple teriyaki dip. Um, I don't like it. I'm just going to no. throw it out there. I don't like it. I don't like it. That's that's not good to me. One for two. So you're one for two. Very good. Correct. All right. Next one I got for you, Tony, is <laughs> urban chicken. <laughs> urban chicken. This is not vaguely racist. This is genuine racist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so therefore That's kind of an urban vibe to it Don't you think Tony <laughs> You know why this is This is exactly what you were talking about I think this is a beer Oh yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I think this yeah, is a this beer is, Only breweries could be Kind of ob, somewhat Obtusely racist like this um, Yes this is a beer This is from Friends and Allies Brewery uh, from Austin, Austin, Texas, the Urban Chicken. It's a farmhouse ale. There's no description on this. Its rating is 3.48. That's a 4.9% Saison. I mean, sounds like a nice dry Saison. Looks like a nice dry Saison. I don't know why they called it the Urban Chicken. Um, it doesn't surprise me that a beer called Urban Chicken is coming out of Texas. It does surprise me that it's coming out of Texas. Austin, you mean? Austin, sorry. Yeah, coming out of the liberal bastion of, of Texas. But I'm it's sure there, there are plenty of shitheads in Austin as well. Alex Jones comes from Austin. What am I saying? Of course, there are a ton of shitheads. Hey, Joe Rogan's located there. Another shithead. I wonder why it's called Urban Chicken. All right, whatever. Okay, I don't like it. All right, next up. Next up is called Ass Kicking Chicken. 
ass-kicking chicken. And that's as close to an American accent as you'll get out of me. Um, ass. Ass. Um, oh, this is not a Rachel Ray recipe. This is somebody like um, Mr. Flavortown. This is Guy's sort of recipe. This is another Food Network Guy Fieri special. Tony, this is a beer. Uh, this is from Dewey Beer Company. Uh, Dewey Beer Company is based in Dewey Beach, Delaware. And this is an ode to the Blue Hens of Delaware. Joe Flacco is a Blue Hen. I don't know why I know that, but he was. Um, See, this is the problem that I have. I do not know college team mascots. Why, why would anyone know? Or I, I didn't know it was. Ba- I would if I had to guess. I would not have guessed. Like, well, I wonder if somebody made a beer based on the Division One Double A Delaware Blue Hens. You know, yeah. Know, I mean, I only it's know. Just a guess. I only know three sports teams. Sort of. Don't even know whether you would call them mascots or whatever. But of course, um, Nebraska Huskers. Mm-hmm. Um. Iowa Buckeyes, so if there's a Buckeye in the Ohio chicken. State. Yeah, Ohio State. Um, and Iowa Hawkeyes because of buddy I play poker with. Um, Doesn't even be line I don't, I mean, and you've been talking to me for how long now? <laughs> All right, Salty. So you, got that, you got that one wrong. Ass-kicking chicken is a beer. Guy Fieri did not come up with that one, but he – uh, if he did, he'd put donkey sauce on it. We know it. Next up, Tony. Uh, this one's called uh, caramel chicken. <laughs> There's no way this could be a recipe. Uh, this teriyaki sauce can be occasionally sweet. Sweet and sour chicken is a thing. Caramel chicken, not a thing. This is a beer. Um don't know what the chicken's got to do with it, but uh, absolutely, it's a beer. beer. This is a recipe, Tony. Uh, <laughs> what this, the this fuck? Is Katie Lee. Are you familiar with Katie Lee, Tony? I am not familiar with Katie Lee. I never want to be. Married to Billy Joel for a period of time. Um, so not Christy Brinkley, the one after Christy Brinkley. Yeah, she's not Christy Brinkley. That's for goddamn sure, right there. Um, she's not. A, she's not a bad-looking woman. She's just. She's hopelessly annoying. But no, this is her recipe for caramel chicken. Tony, you're not going to like this recipe. Um, nope, I'm already upset by the name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has um, a half cup of dark brown sugar is involved what in this. The fuck recipe <laughs> sounds awful. Um, it's got your eight skin on eight skin on bone in chicken thighs <laughs> what the half fuck? cup of dark brown sugar eight cloves of garlic uh half inch uh, sorry, a two inch piece of ginger there's fish sauce in this that's sweet on its own fish sauce soy sauce um and two tablespoons of butter which always adds a, a little sweet flavor in its own so you're essentially are making caramel so 
Um, you are making caramel. So, yeah, you add the oil. You uh, No, hold on. Does it actually say, okay, yeah, melt the butter and add the brown sugar until it melts. Yeah, caramel. Two, three minutes. And then cook garlic and ginger in caramel and stir in vinegar, fish sauce, and soy sauce. Nope. You're making essentially Asian butterscotch. I mean, I don't yep. know what. Uh, so that's Trash. really bad. Yeah, that's that's not good. I thought you, I thought that one will make you mad. Uh, that Pretty does bad. make me mad. Complete trash. <laughs> All right, the next one. Here's the next one. This one's called. Uh, I love these recipes so much, and I love these beers so much. They're all so good. I can't say any of them without laughing. All right, I'm gonna do this one next. This one's called fried fried chicken chicken. <laughs> fried fried chicken chicken. Yeah. Sounds like I've got a drinky drinky. It does. There's no, unless they're talking about a double fried chicken. But why would the second chicken be in there? This is a this is a drink. Somebody came up with this name drunk. They have it with yeah. with Nashville hot chicken. This is a beer. Yeah, you're right. This is a beer. Uh, this is a beer by the Vale with Evil Twin. Uh, this is a DDH Old Country DIPA hopped V heavily with Citra, Simcoe, and Enigma. Um, the idea came to us while after eating a significant amount of fried chicken at various establishments in our beautiful city of Richmond. We actually put out a very small amount of we actually put a very small amount of fried chicken in one of the two of the mashes. It was less than 0.4 percent of the total weight of the mash contents. It does not remotely taste like chicken. If you think it does, you might want to go to the doctor, bucko. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, as I've, I've had beer with chicken in it a yep. lot more than that, and it doesn't taste like chicken either. So, uh, chicken does not make much of a tea. No. Uh, so, it was just sort of a gimmick to toss them in there. But, yeah, fried fried chicken chicken is a beer from the Vale, and it sounds like a nice beer, too. Um, 3.97 on this. So, it's not great for the Vale, but it's not bad. So you got that one. Two for, no, sorry, three for six, Tony. So next up, next up is uh, Chunky Chicken Chowder. Chunky Chicken Chunky Chicken Chowder. chowder. I, I could see this. This is like chicken pot pie, but without the uh, lid. Yeah, give me, give me, um, and th- yeah, this is super lazy. This is, this is Rachel Ray lazy. Where you're just taking a chicken pot pie recipe and you're just omitting the pastry. Give me chicken for the win. Food Network. This is a recipe, you're right. Um, chunky chicken chowder is actually by Sonny Anderson. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Sonny Anderson. Uh, just another another person just floating around the Food Network ether. Um, it is a little bit of that. Um it doesn't look good to me. Uh, this is sort of like, it's more like a potato chowder. I mean, it's a thinner soup than yep. you might see with like a, or like a stew than you might see with like, what, what, what is that called? Just the filling part of Mornay. Chicken Mornay. Chi- yeah. Chicken Mornay or, or whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's more like a, it's more like a soup, but it's, um, I mean, I don't know. It looks okay. It, I don't. I don't like the dark, the big piles of dark meat chicken against it. It's just an odd-looking dish to me, but um, it's fine. Whatever you make a roux and make a bechamel or whatever kind yep. of ish, but 
it's thinner than that. So, um, fine, whatever. Move on. <laughs> Five out of ten. Who cares? I'm moving on. Uh, so you got that one right. Next up, Tony. I have for you plain chicken nuggets. <laughs> How could the Food Network put in the word plain chicken nuggets? Understand chicken nuggets. Oh, but then they've got 84 different variations on a single recipe, so they need a different name occasionally. Do they have a spicy chicken nug? Oh, you put me on the fence here. This is a one on the fence that could go either way. Super basic name. There's a lot of stoner brewery owners and workforce. This is a beer. This is a beer. Tony, you're right. This is a beer. Very good. Um, I'm so, I, You know what? It felt like you were talking yourself out of it. Kelly got this one immediately. She, she, she detected the same thing you did. It's like, why would they say it was plain? Yep. I said, I don't know, because kids are stupid and they like plain shit because they're morons and they're dumb. <laughs> and uh, you got to cook for your dumb kids sometimes, you know. But, uh, uh, you know, you're both right. It is a kind of a, a vaguely hazy um, pale ale from Stickman Brews. Stickman Brews in Royersford, Pennsylvania. Uh Nice little kind of pencil drawing of a logo there. This place looks all right. Uh, 3,500 check-ins on this beer. Uh, 5.5%. 3.67. Sounds like a nice little uh, pale ale. I would I would give it a shot, honestly. And it's got a nice label with little dino nuggets on there. Not bad. Uh, so that one's good. We are through eight. So, and you have five. You're five for eight. Next one I'm going to do with you is called Chicken Pot Hot Dish. Chicken <laughs> Pot Hot Dish. This harkens back to the first one where the um, it doesn't run together. And what is a hot dish? Like a hot pot, I get that. That, ha- that has some sort of value. But is this a translator recipe? I don't think it is. I think this is a beer. Don't know what it's got in it, but give me a beer. This is a recipe, Tony. Chicken pot hot dish is a recipe. Tony hot dish is I. I'm not. I would not. The reason I picked this is because I didn't think you'd be familiar with hot dish. No. Uh, hot dish is a kind of a ca- a Minnesotan casserole. Okay. And uh, there is. Um, you know, casserole content on the bottom, whatever, you know, is in there. So vegetables, creamy stuff, stew, I don't know. And then on the top is a layer of tater tots. Ooh. Um, It could just be frozen tater tots. doesn't matter. You know, so you kind of have a shepherd's pie-ish type thing, but with a layer of tater tots covering the top. Um. This thing is good, actually, and uh, I actually went to a restaurant in Minnesota, a very good restaurant, like a, a nice restaurant, that made sort of an elevated take on a hot dish, and it was like, you know, kind of like a, 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 a fancy demi-gloss type veal stew with little tater tots. I'm like, this is fucking tasty. 
communicate. Um, really good. Uh, this is from a uh, cook on the Food Network called Molly, named Molly Ye, who I actually like on here. She's good. Um, her food looks good. She, I, I do kind of have a soft spot for her because she is a percussionist and a Juilliard trained one at that. Wow. Um, yeah. And her father is a clarinet, the principal clarinet in the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. So um, very cool. Now her show is very annoying, actually. And they spend a lot of time like looking at her riding in a tractor with her farmer husband or something. And I'm like, we're pioneer womaning this lady. I don't, why, you know, you don't need to do that. Um, she's a perfectly good cook uh, on her own right without making her turn into Reed Drummond, which God knows we don't need any more of that. But uh, this looks like a nice dish, actually. It's it's not offensive. I mean, it makes sense as a Midwestern casserole. So it's got this stuff like chicken soup mix, chicken, pulled chicken, some peas and carrots and stuff like that. You make a roux, you make chicken pot pie, fill it. You essentially make the chicken and bechamel sauce with um, vegetables. And then you just pour it in a big dish, ladle it up with frozen tater tots, <laughs> and eat it. And it, I know it's not, that's not, that's not the, the uh, epitome of high cuisine or anything. Um, it's not something I would really eat unless I were at a party, I don't know, or at, at somebody's house, but it's also fine. I don't, there's nothing yep. offensive about this. There's no fucking caramel sauce in it. <laughs> Sense. You don't make your nice dish and then douse it in butterscotch or anything. So I'm fine with it. At this point, the bar is so low that I'm just living with it. Yeah. So that's fine. All right. Last one, Tony. Last one is going to be, this one's called hell chicken. Hell chicken. Hell chicken. See, I don't know where the emphasis comes on this. Is it like a super spicy chicken? Or is it, or is it as I think, how chicken? I think this is a ring burning version of Nashville hot chicken, um, with ghost peppers. Would they do it on the Food Network? Yeah, they would. It's a gimmick. So yes, give me a recipe. Tony, this is a beer. Oh. This is a beer. It's a beer. Um, this is a delicious sounding beer at that, actually, to me. So, um, this is from Insight Brewing Company in Minnesota, I believe. And uh, this is a delicately hopped pale ale brewed with yuzu from Japan uh, with notes of robust grapefruit, citrus, and mandarin oranges. I love yuzu, actually. And yuzu so do beer I. is wonderful to me. So, uh, yep, Hell Chicken is a beer. Almost eleven, almost eleven thousand five hundred check-ins on Hell Chicken. So, hey, good for these guys. Keep selling that beer, baby. Um, Tony, uh, as it settles up, you got one, two, three, four, five out of ten. Five for ten. Not bad. Not as good as the roller coaster game. Not as bad as some of the other ones we've done. Nope, it's enough uh, to win an election. You wouldn't you know it, huh? <laughs> and and frankly, you really don't even need that many. Nope. A lot of the time. If you're a Republican, uh, you sure don't. <laughs> exactly. And and actually you shouldn't even bother trying, I would I would say. Not not worth it. All right, Tony. Uh 
Another game down. Some more news spit out there. I think it's time to wrap this thing up, what do you say? Oh, I think that's a damn good idea. Um, so I think we should tell people where they can find us. Let's go a little different order today. Let's go okay. where they can see our beer reviews. Let's go to Untapped. Of course, you're Griff AD on Untapped. I'm St. Moz on Untapped. Then let's take them on a journey. Let's stop with the words Let's or the numbers. Let's go to pictures. Where can they find us on Instagram? Yep, you guys can check us out. Uh, pictures, random shit I find on the internet, pictures of my beer. Come on, Instagram. Uh, we are Beer Engine Pod on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Not much going on there. Go to Instagram to find us, but on Twitter, we're the same Beer Engine Pod. Maybe if I got more followers, I would post some shit. Who cares? Um, just go to Instagram. It's fine. And, uh, Tony, people can come and see us on Discord too. If you want to hit us up on Instagram or on Twitter or by email or by email, you know, email us at beerengineshow at gmail.com and we will get you in the Discord where you can peer in through the window while we record every, every Wednesday or Thursday, depending on what the day is we decide to do it. Um, and, and then we can say, aha, stay out. Stay out, you freaks. We can't allow you in here. Don't waste your hour of, of recess in prison to come here and look at us on Discord. Um, but no, come hang out with us on Discord. We, we did a hang a couple weeks ago, played some GeoGuessr, and people are posting their chicken sandwiches and all that stuff out there. So come, come play with us. It's fun. Uh, Tony, I think that's about it. I have to think about what casino I'm going to go to, lest I uh, you know spend all my time driving around and, and never throwing, you know, $60 away. <laughs> well, I just want to finish with my one last thing. You finished with gambling. Okay. Let's finish with another activity where you're taking your life in your hands. A fast food chain has come to Australia. I'm going to go to Melbourne at some point this year. I'm okay. probably going to have to check this out because I haven't checked it out since the last time I was in America. Did you want to take a, gr a guess at that food chain. That's going to come to Australia. Fast food chain coming to Australia. That has come to Australia. I just haven't had a chance to sample the Australian version. So you guys have McDonald's. You have Hungry Jack's. You have Carl's Jr. Yep. Um, you have those. I know that. I'm sure you have Subway. For sure. Um. I know you have pizza. I know you have different pizzas, Domino's, Pizza Hut, probably KFC you have. I know that. Yep. Taco Bell. Is it Taco Bell? It is Taco Bell. Crunchwrap su Supreme, baby. Dude, that's killer. I love Taco Bell, so I am I am 100% in support of your of your Taco Bell adventure. I, I actually I've actually been eyeing up the Quesalupa real hard, so I might. I mean, now now I'm thinking about it right now, and I kind of want it. So, um, I am I am in support. I'm excited for you to get back to Taco Bell. That's really cool. So we'll, we'll look forward to you getting out there by the end of the year. Uh, might have to hold you to that. Get that vaccine stat. Hey, um, I I'm first in line for when I can get it. The problem is getting yeah. it in Australia. The pain in the right, yeah. the ass. No problem. Cool. All right, guys, uh, nothing else for me. I will just be eating all the same gross fast food that I eat every week, so who gives a shit? All right, we'll see you. Bye-bye.